Hello, this is How to Japan. We are talking tonight about an undisputed classic. Arguably the head honcho of classic Japanese cinema. It towers over many of the movies we've seen up to this point in terms of overall cultural significance. It's a tour de force in filmmaking and storytelling and has spawned many iterations, recreations, and pale imitations over the decades. With all that said, I first saw this movie in my 20s and I fell asleep during it and couldn't be bothered watching it again. So I'm glad to have watched it again because uh, it is pretty good. (laughs) What did you think about the movie? Yeah, I thought it was great. It's actually the first time I've ever watched it. Is that right? Yeah, and I've always wanted to watch it, but I think I had the opportunity to maybe watch it when I was a little kid. My brother might have rented it on VHS, but I just didn't have the cojones. I don't know if I need that, not not that word. Maybe I just didn't have the interest, enough interest Mm. in it. I didn't really know what it was. But then since then, I've been wanting to watch it, and I just never had the opportunity until now. Having watched it, actually, um, for this second time, well, the first time doesn't really count, but... This time, watching it all the way through, I felt that this is a classic for a reason. And it was actually interesting to see the tropes. You know, this trope of a group of people forming a resistance uh, resistance mm. against an incoming force of bandits. Right. I mean, that's been used in so many television shows and movies. I mean, I can cite some off the top of my head. Right. Like, you know, uh, Magnificent Seven, uh, The Three Amigos... Yeah. I enjoyed that as a kid. Right. Do you remember the Three Amigos? Oh yeah, I saw that in the movie theater. Uh, it's almost taken exactly the same. Fucking <laughs> the beats of the movie is almost exactly the same, except it's a comedy. Yeah. And uh, and and even the Mandalorian series. Have you ever seen that? I haven't watched that. It's a it's a Disney uh, slash Star Wars series. Uh, I didn't watch, uh, I watched like a few episodes, but I remember one of the episodes was uh, the guy, the main character, the protagonist, his name is Mando, and he uh, helps this little village protect protect the village, helps mm. them to form a kind of, uh, protect them from incoming invaders. Mm. And uh, and this is just stuff that I've watched. I'm sure there are other yeah, series and I movies mean, that have just the, taken on this formula. You know, the thing that comes to mind for me, which... Is the A team okay? <laughs> so yeah, I, and it's because of the characterizations, like George Papard and Takashi Shimura as the lead samurai. They, I think, they mm. pull off a similar type of uh, persona. And then you have mm. like the the Murdoch, who's the crazy wild guy, and I think Toshiro Mifune. I mean, of course. If it's anyone mirroring anyone, it's Murdoch, the the guy from the eighteen mirroring Toshiro Mifune. But then there's like the tough guy, and then you know it's like everyone has a role, and they all go. And the difference between that, of course, that show is it's serialized, and they go to different places and help people with basically modern day bandits. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right, right. And they're always creating welding shit. I mean, they have welding back then, you know, in the Seven Samurai period time, but. That's what it kind of reminded me of, the, especially the uh, the archetypal uh, crazy guy, the strong demeanor guy, you know, all that kind of stuff. The glue yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was talking about Sorry, this. Reservoir Dogs, uh, up, but on the oh, opposite course, yeah. side. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we, we talked about this before we got on uh, the call tonight. I was worried because I, I didn't have um, a cemented view. Uh, I, I, I didn't, I couldn't solidify my overall feelings towards this movie uh i think i'm getting caught up in the same problem i had with other classic movies we've watched up to this point Mm -hmm. it's like okay could i could i appreciate it for what it is that it is a classic that has spawned so many other movies that has inspired so many of the greatest uh directors of our generation or can i just speak honestly about how it made me feel right and my my feelings changed over the course of uh a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I felt really strongly that like, oh, this is great, and then after a couple of days, I felt, you know what? I, it didn't linger with me. 
You know, mm-hmm. many of the movies that I consider great are movies that just stay with me for a week. Mm-hmm. I can't stop thinking about it. Right. And this movie just kind of fell by the wayside for me. Okay. How did, well, did it did it stay with you? Yeah. You know what? I, I was kind of slightly anxiety-ridden because I felt like the movie was bigger than my intellect could absorb. <laughs> you know, it's so much to mm. take in. And I was afraid during this time that I wouldn't be able to say exactly how I feel about it. But as we've been talking before the podcast started and now, I feel like I can say a little bit more. But I, 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 I think it's interesting where you're coming from is this idea is it, how emotionally impactful is it to you at this point when you're watching it now? And like I said before, before we were on, on uh, recording, is I feel like when I watch movies, the emotional impact of, of the story is uh, one aspect of the movie v- viewing experience for me. And then I'm also thinking about uh, other things that maybe I bring up to more equal balance to the emotional impact. Perhaps you and you can tell me if I'm off the off the rails here, but perhaps you you're the most important thing for you is whether or not the movie has an emotional impact and then other things uh, fall in line after that. Would you say that's your, is that your view of, of movies? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I know that when I watch a movie, I want to be emotionally invested in the characters and the, the fate of the characters, the consequences, the, um, I want to, I want to feel something. Right. Even when I read a book, a novel, I want to feel. I want to. I want to have a some either inspiration where I'm either learning something through fiction, or it's making me face something a problem in my own life, giving me a like different insight into my life somehow. When I'm reading a novel, for example, mm-hmm. or watching a movie, sometimes movies do that for me, or uh, I, I want to be you know transported. Mm. and into a different environment and also through the eyes of different characters i want to be and and forget forget the fact that i'm uh, that i'm admiring camera work or that i'm looking at acting or i'm looking at fucking oh well this uh, i can see like i can predict what's going to happen yeah i think that's uh that's a worthy way of looking at you know movies um I don't like over intellectualizing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't like looking at a movie and thinking, "Oh, well, you know, they did this really well or they did that well or the camera shots, I like this choice of 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 shot of a camera." I th- I think for me, a mark of a good quality movie is when I don't even think about it. Or even plot holes. When you look back at a movie and you watch a movie again and you see a plot hole but you never saw it the first time, mm-hmm. that to me is a mark of a good movie too. Mm. When when you're li- you're willing to forgive errors because of the fact that you're too caught up in what's happening hmm. on the screen i would say that uh for me as 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 far as the movie being emotionally impactful i i would say that i really enjoyed different performances and i also enjoyed how the characters were used within the plot now this is getting towards the technical side of it but when you're when you're talking this brought this just brought to mind the love interests that occur the love story the minor love story that occurred I don't even know if you could call it a love story um, that was all not, right before or, yeah. oh wait, sorry before that, let's um let's talk um about um whether we recommend it we're, we're so spoilers spoilers from here on out mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the movie and story beats and characters so we're going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. Right. So if you haven't seen it, uh, would you recommend it to people uh, to watch it before yeah. coming back and listening to us? Okay, so before mm. listening to us, uh, my co-host, Jerry, would recommend that you watch it. Mm. Uh, I would recommend it, I would recommend you watch it with the proviso that you are looking at it through the eyes of um, someone who can understand that there are different during the period, there's going to be a lot of drawn-out scenes. This is a product of, of its time, and if you watch any movie of this period, uh, even though this is a classic, but 
there are there, there are no quick cuts and i think that's the bane for me at least that's the bane of fucking modern modern movie movies these days there's so many quick cuts and shit because people don't have the attention span to see a scene play out so if you're if if you do not fall into that category of having patience i think you will be rewarded so i think you already know if you're listening you already know that this is from fucking 1954 so please uh yeah keep your expectations in alignment with what you it's black and white for for a start <laughs> so there is no color and uh it's three and a half hours long so if you can dedicate that much time and you're open to learning about why this is a classic why this has inspired so many directors uh in the modern era and why these tropes still exist to this day then definitely definitely watch this movie okay so that's all out of the way mm. please tell me about this minor love story Okay, so when I watched, we were talking about emotional impact. That's the reason why I started to jump in yeah. before we even gave our assessments. Uh, was be, uh, was that I was not impacted by this love story at all. But I felt like by the end of the movie, there was a. it was like I understood why they were showing us this aspect of the relationship between the samurai and this village girl. And it was to show how divided these worlds were. And in that sense, I it was almost in a sense like uh, what, you know, Hitchcock, Hitchcock has been uh, often noted as being a, a, a director that uses characters as pawns in, it, in the story of a movie. Mm. So I felt like those two characters in that situation that was being created were just simply pawns to explain why or to to show how different the worlds were actually uh because uh, you know and also to show that how wartime can bring up these emotions within you that can be easily deflated once tensions are over with and those those characters I, i felt like were were not exactly the, the 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 relationship was not compelling but a plenty of time was spent looking at those two characters together and when i keep i'm very being very vague the the the, the woman was a village girl named shinol and the younger there was a younger the youngest of the samurai okamoto katsushiro and her father is very protective of him of her she didn't he makes her, her cut her hair yeah yeah cuts her hair and makes her hide from the samurai afraid the samurai gonna rape her yeah so that's that's one aspect that's going on and then this young guy katsushiro who's the youngest of the samurai he they they create kind of a love interest and they there are a lot there's lots of forest scenes where they're in like a, a bed of flowers somehow mysteriously well he see he sees her they see each other and mm. uh ask, and he asks her are you why are you a girl and he's like and she's like no no and then they get into like some kind of tussle on the ground and and he and he um he touches her her breast right as they're rolling and she and he realizes oh fuck, this is a girl and i remember reading on trivia after i watched the movie that's the first time in any movie of seeing that during the period mm-hmm no other movie had ever shown someone right. touching a woman's breast like that. Yeah, I it thought was, it was a, interesting. Yeah, it's an it's, it's an interesting first because it's a rather innocuous first as well because it was not intentional. Uh, but the the whole love story was what I liked about the the love story, those scenes in the forest, was that it started to remind me of Rashomon. How Kurosawa did his filming of Rashomon in the forest, the filming of the soundtrack within the forest. It was uh, like a very bolero esque uh, uh, procession of sound, percussion of sound, and there was lots of twisting of the camera going into the sky, and then uh, like long shots of the two sitting in these this flower bed of some sort in the forest and um which just kind of went on and on but and i i didn't really feel any emotional impact from it 
But by the end of the movie, I felt like, oh, he showed us this story so that we could understand how divided these these two groups were. That this this young samurai probably by the end of the movie, he felt like he wanted to be with this girl, but the girl knew her place in her society and in her village right. and did not want to have anything to do with him. And that's one of right. the interesting aspects. If it weren't for that, if it weren't for that being to, being uh, a part of the, the uh, a central theme of the story, I wouldn't have understood why they even did anything. And I think right. that for the time period, or not even for the time period, even movies now, the you know it would definitely be something where there there would be some desire for in the audiences or whatever, or within the filmmakers or whatever the hell for those people to actually consummate their love truly after the war time and they could be together but it it what kurosawa wanted to show us was that no that's not yeah. how life was right that's not she, go, she goes back into the rice paddy the rice field and she starts singing that song and it's like a f- most forlorn fucking singing yeah. <laughs> like i've ever heard just yeah. so fucking miserable she's trying she's trying <laughs> to sing this fucking song with her with her with her fucking tr- with her village <laughs> yeah they've given her the, the opportunity they've given her the mic to sing. yeah and she's yeah. just lost her fucking the love of her life <laughs> yeah just here i am that's a good point because yeah. i the only thing that stood out from to me was the um uh when she's weeping on the ground when her mm. father finds out mm-hmm and he's livid. Right. And it looks like he wants to disown her. And they just le- you know, and it shows the young samurai there. He's just standing there like kind of cowering there mm. in the on the to the side with his head down in shame. Yeah. And she's just weeping. She's wailing on the ground and everybody just leaves. Right. And I thought that was a fucking powerful moment. Yeah. When yeah. they just just leave her there. The father leaves, the samurai leave, and we're just left and and as a modern day movie watcher, you expect him to go to her and comfort mm-hmm. her, but mm-hmm. not. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's never gonna happen. And right. and that was the end of it. That was the end of their fucking their um their tryst. Their their their, yeah, their, their tryst, that was it. Yeah. It, it was um one night they thought they were gonna die, and they had sex, and mm. that's the end of it. That's yeah. the end of the road for both of them. It's like what they call like maybe like a temporary. Well, you know, you you probably heard this term like the foxhole conversion, where you you're in you're in war. You you've never thought about God, but the bullets are flying by your head, and suddenly yeah. you're praying to God. And I think it was like kind of like the temporary foxhole conversion. <laughs> mm. It was like I I I need to be loved by somebody somehow. And you know what? It, it's I'm sorry, but I got to just mention there's there's like a an Ariana Grande song, which follows a, along a similar theme. I can't remember the name of the song. It's just coming to my head. There's this video where it's like the end of the world is happening. She has a relationship with some guy, but then a few days before she saw some guy on the street that she thought was really hot. And she just wanted to kiss that guy before the world exploded. And it's just like, I felt like it was kind of like parallel themes going on here. Like the, the girl in the village just wanted to feel something like emotionally and deep if, if her whole village and life or her whole world was going to end. Mm. So she did this thing and, and, but for the, the samurai, it's different. She, he can, he's more in line with, you know, death. He, he has a more heightened awareness of death. So, but also, it's about place. In you society. mean the young guy? Yeah, Katsushiro. No, the young guy. I don't think he. Um, I think it was just as a, as afraid, wasn't he? That's why he did it. Yeah, he thought yeah, that I was mean, the yeah, That right. was the end you're of right. it for him. Yeah, he thought they were going to die too. Yeah, because you know, you know, the summer of the period, they know you don't. But you know that, that's another thing is that the villagers fucking hate samurai. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they fucking hate them. That is <laughs> such an amazing <laughs> dynamic, isn't it? Because I watched it from the beginning. I was like, "Well, you should fucking be fucking thankful and appreciative. You got these fucking samurai coming to protect your village, and they're like, nope, we're going to protect our women. We worry mm-hmm. about you. We don't. We're fearful of what you'll do.' Uh, and I, and I, what I'm just wondering is like, what are your interactions with samurai up to this point? 
And then that's well, the, when you know, that's when when I first started to like the other guy, uh, the guy yeah. who I think is an overactor, uh, Toshi Toshiro Mifune, uh, who plays yeah, uh, yeah. Kik- Kiku Chiho. Kiku Chiho. Yeah. You know he. He's the one who reveals it, and that's another great scene that I that I love is that he's just he's like fucking he's like fucking farmers, you know, fuck, you know they they hide their they hide shit from you. They you know they've actually got maybe another Race another place to to, to to yeah. yeah to keep all of the stuff like wine and shit. And then he says, um, he says, yeah, but then that's because there's this long pause between this monologue. Mm-hmm. There's a long monologue. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck it's leading. And then, mm-hmm. and then he just drops the bomb at the end. He's like, yeah. And then mm-hmm. the samurai come and just r- fucking rape and pillage. But apparently, yeah. you've got some samurai who just give every other samurai a bad name. Well, remember at the beginning when they were discussing, when they were all huddled up together in their village, and they're discussing what to do, uh, uh, whether they should hire a samurai or not. And it's like, you mean, the, you know, we they were talking about killing the killing the bandits. We should just. You know, they they said something to the effect of that we actually, what you're 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 afraid to kill bandits, but not afraid to kill samurai. So that happened. Mm. Right, that I thought that I watched that when I watched the movie, just the beginning of. I it, missed again, that. I was like, oh, I think I missed yeah, that. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. That's that's why this movie is just so big. There's so mm. much information going on in it, yeah. and that's something that upon second viewing, I was like, oh fuck that was said at the beginning yeah and that's why they had all that uh samurai garb yeah yeah Yeah. it's all connected like it's so yeah i mean it's so fucking well written that and Mm, that's why mm, it mm. makes me feel like i'm in over my head when i'm talking about it because there's so much it's so dense yeah it's not just long it's dense it's like a it's it's fucking good for the, in that and you know the scenes we're talking about shot selection or whatever in the beginning when the bandits come over the the hill and then they go to the village and that shot of the village it really encapsulate it visually the in, the cloistered nature of those people it's just an encircled place nestled in a valley mm-hmm. and it's hard to get to it's hard to get into it's hard to get out of and uh, i just love that shot it's so static and mm-hmm. i think that's like what village life it's just a static nature it's not thinking about the future it's just following along traditions and this is how we're going to live our lives until we die but one of my favorite shots in that beginning is you see all that sticks and shit and then one of my favorite characters, his head pops out, and you just see that mug, that guy, Yohei. He's like, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. Run down and tell everybody what's going on. It, it, yeah, it's, it's just. Yeah, so, the shots. Oh, we've got to talk about the shots, the the the, yeah. the camera uh, shots, the um, the long shots, the close-ups. What I what I found amazing was. There would be a long shot, right, of like people doing shit, mm-hmm. and either fortifying the uh, the fort. You know, they're they're going around inspecting, and then they get into a conversation. So there'll be a long shot, right, and then suddenly you, you see someone doing an action, and then right, and then you're right there with them. The camera, right. you suddenly have a close up, yeah. and I and I'm looking for you know seams. And it does, yeah. I couldn't find them. I was like, just, just yeah. suddenly, it's just so natural. The camera yeah. suddenly, there's another take where where the camera's right up with them, and I'm like, fuck! Mm-hmm. I just saw you making this motion from fucking I don't know how fucking far away the camera was, but all of a sudden, I'm right in your fucking face, and you're doing right. the same motion, and you're you're talking, you're talking from far away, and right there with the audio work as well is amazing, and yeah. and you're right there with them, and I thought that's seamless. Even modern yeah. movies, you you see seams in them sometimes, but here it's just a it's a masterclass in fucking camera work. Action scenes, I thought were done really well. I yeah. I, I found it refreshing that there are these just long shot, um, un un um, uncut shots. You right. see you see exactly what's happening. 
Whereas right. in modern day movies, action movies, there's this cut, 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 cut. You don't even know what the fuck's going on. Even with punches, right, right. you see someone punch someone and it's just like, fuck, oh, now I'm seeing it from this angle. Oh, now I'm fucking disorientated. Oh, fuck, who's winning? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Cause, because people are just used to these modern fucking quick cuts. But here, it's just, you're letting the scene breathe. You're letting these action scenes right. breathe. And you know exactly what's right. happening. And what I love most is you're talking about that shot that you loved where yeah. you, you see the village, the... What I loved is it shows um, uh, our main man, uh, uh, Kambe Shimada from right. Ikiru right. and fucking other movies we've seen. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> it's like the favorite actor of, uh, of Kurosawa. It's Kurosawa's go-to man. <laughs> but he's got this map. He's got this map out. And, he's, and, he's, mm-hmm. and he, he immediately right. goes to work. When he gets to the village, he immediately just scans it. He surveils it. And then he's got this map there. He's like, okay, east, west, north, south. And... You're immediately just you're just following a master tactician. You're following mm. someone who, who's and he's smiling with people. He's laughing. Right. He's laughing. He's like jovial. He's just he's just so calm, collected, and and that's what helps with the uh, the fight at the end because right. you've already seen the map up close. Yeah. You see north, west, south, east, and now you know exactly where the forces uh, can come from. He's already talking about. The, the strategy and then that's it at the end the final act is seeing his plan come into fruition and and that to me is fucking great filmmaking yeah I wish yeah. there were more films like that where you know what's going to happen or they either set it up so that maybe there could be hiccups in your plan but you know they'll, they'll make affordances for it or something but the way it was uh, it was shot filmed and and it also reveals the character as well through right through the planning stages you know that this mm. guy has been through some shit <laughs> but but it also reveals samurai it reveals who they are right, right. just just calm doesn't he doesn't lose his shit he right. doesn't the only one who loses his shit is the guy who grew up as he was a farmer which is right. Ki- yeah. kikuchio he's the only mm. one out of the group who doesn't belong <laughs> it's so right. obvious from the very beginning and even during these battle scenes he is the right. one guy who doesn't belong he kind of goes out on his own at one point to like prove that he's a he's like yeah. uh, somehow valiant, and he fucks shit up a little bit. He yeah, well he heard that story from uh, the young samurai yeah, espousing uh, yeah. the Cusum, heroic heroic nice. deed yeah. from this one samurai. Uh, what was his name again? Um, Kuzo. Uh, Kuzo. Uh, Kuzo has got to be one of my favorite characters. When he yeah, leaves, you know when. When the young samurai says, I think it was the young samurai says he wants to get a musket. And Kuzor just fucking, he's like, nah, I, nah, I got it. Nah, I got it, bro. <laughs> right, <laughs> just, yeah, just, I got just, it. Just fuck off. Let, let me do my job. And he just he just runs. He just runs down that path. Right. Fuck, that is, that, that's an amazing character. I mean, that's yeah, like he, fucking samurai of what we know of, right? Right. He's uh, reading, uh, he's modeled after a real samurai. Did you read about this? No. Uh, he's uh, Miyamoto Musashi. Mm. He, that's who he's modeled One after. One of the most famous samurai. In, yeah. Yeah. If not the, the most famous samurai. The, he's probably the most famous samurai. Yeah. But, uh, I know so, the actor had never wielded a right. fucking katana <laughs> so yeah yeah spent two days with him was just like, yeah don't worry about it we'll just because he had reservations about it. yeah <laughs> he's like no actually are you sure you want me for the part because i've never used a katana. he's like nah nah it's fine <laughs> and you know what was great that scene and even though he he didn't know anything that the one scene at the beginning where it shows his chops and his demeanor towards Mm. Uh, that one guy who wanted to fight him with a real yeah. sword. Yeah, 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 yeah. That scene is so great because it's that it's a long shot. Yeah, and you have him standing in a in a in a position like he knows how to hold his sword, and the other guy is just like kind of wild and rambunctious, mm. and he thinks he's going to do it, yeah. but he shows uh, Kurosawa shows in that shot. That it's not about wild energy, you know. Mm. It's about oh no, but he, he he also reinforces it by showing Kam, Kambe Shimada. So it always yeah. goes. It shows a long shot, then it shows like a close up of the, of Shimada's face. It shows his right. face, and then it goes back to the long shot. It shows his face, and it shows him watching watching them. 
and then he says well, I, while he's oh, watching I he see, says he mean. says he says it's not even a contest it's not right 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 yeah. because we're watching his reaction which makes right. us think oh fuck if he thinks that's not a contest then this is not this right. is really going to go this badly for this other guy that's another thing like i know we're we're maybe talking kind of jumping around and you know we're talking about well we're not going to go in chronological order in a three and a half yeah, yeah. hour fucking <laughs> movie, hour movie. <laughs> but like, let's just cherry about, pick like, the shit that we like and shots and dialogue whatever you know lots of people they herald toshiro mifune for his acting but you just mentioned him you know you thought he was overacting i thought I, he was yeah and i i i agree that i i felt like takashi shimura's acting was the most uh, charismatic. Yes, I agree. Uh, he was so good on camera. Mm. You felt comfortable following him around. You felt comfortable being by his side. Well, yeah, 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 that's the point. Is because you got to make it believable that he can assemble this ragtag like fucking outfit, right? Well, not ragtag, but these fucking samurai. And right. I feel every time he's on screen, he's just a reassuring presence. Like That's when he's when he's outlining of, his, his yeah. battle, his plan to defend the village, I, I'm just like fuck. Whatever you do, I, I'd I'd follow you. I'd follow you wherever you right. tell me to. That's why <laughs> you know. So I, I reminds me of like uh, I mean, the George Papard in the A Team. <laughs> like okay, go back because, to the A Team. Yeah, yeah, going back <laughs> to the A Team. Like I love it when a plan comes together. Right. That's One the, of the kind most of cheesiest fucking shows of the eighties. Okay. <laughs> if you want to shit on the fucking seven samurai, keep making fucking uh, parallels to the A Team. <laughs> no, but that's that's what the A Team is shooting for. Is that type of like. Okay, I got it all under control. You know, yeah, no, yeah, I'm a crazy yeah. guy. You know, I'm the the ruffian, the tough guy, this guy and that guy. But um, I, I felt like he was, yeah. I already said what I want to say about him, but yeah, that, with um, uh, to, uh, Toshiro Mifune, uh, who plays Kikuchio, the the guy who is drunk and wants, um, he has his interactions with. Uh, Shimada, Kame Shimada at the beginning. Oh, we didn't even mention when we're first introduced to him. We're very mm-hmm. enigmatic, enigmatic. We don't know what the fuck is going on, but he comes out and with a group of people following him and he cuts off his hair, uh, a sign of him renouncing being a samurai, right? right? That's what that denotes. And he's now a, a, a ronin. Is that is that right. fair to say? Yeah. And we have no idea why, do we? Nope. No idea why. He shaves all his hair off, and then he goes in, and he helps this kid who's been held hostage by this, um, yeah, a crazed lunatic. And so he just waltzes in, and he say, pretends that he's a monk, throws some food in there, and then he sees an opportunity when he jumps in, and uh, we'll let, you know, we, we don't see it on screen, but he's obviously maybe stabbed this guy, and he comes out, comes walking out, and he collapses on the ground, and then uh, Sh- Shimada uh, exits uh, with the kid, and that's our introduction to him. And I thought, right. fuck, that's, that's amazing. And then also, we're also introduced to Kikuchio at the same time. <laughs> we're introduced to two characters at the same time and we see his interaction with him and then um i thought that i i you know when i first watched it i thought it was drawn out but just thinking mm-hmm. about it now i thought fuck, it was mm. it, it it is impactful because it's because yeah. you don't know what's happening and then when it's revealed you can actually think back on those moments and there is this, this build-up of tension because you don't know who he mm. is, you know that somebody's been held hostage, and then he goes in and he takes care of business, and then right. after that, he's done. It's like he's gonna just fucking wander aimlessly. We we don't know where he's going, what his intentions are after that. So, in fact, mm. we don't even know the motivations of why he took up this plea from these villagers, these farmers. We don't right. know, do we? No, that's not explicit. He- no, it's not. We just have to ponder it ourselves. Yeah, I. You know the thing about Mifune's character Kikuchio, although, you know the one the the aspect the one redeeming acting aspect of his performance was the relationships and the the uh, chemistry that he had with certain characters in the village. 
like one of my favorite characters being Yohei, one of the older villagers who mm. oh. first see what he, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 he, he brow like Kikuchio is constantly browbeating this guy, <laughs> an older guy, yeah, yeah, and the guy just looks permanently scared, yeah, like, it's yeah. just, it's such an amazing mouth face it's like i described him before as he has like a permanent kabuki mask face yeah it just does not change even when he's smiling he's kind of scowling with fear in his face and kikuchiko is constantly browbeating not because he doesn't like him because he knows who that guy is and he knows if this guy is going to live i'm going to have to talk to him like this in order to coax bravery out of him <laughs> like yeah. i have to coax something out of him in order to really get things going and i thought that was a really interesting role that he had within the whole samurai system because we have shimura as being the top guy the top dog we're going to follow this story because of him mm-hmm. kikuchio is going to get some of these like bumbling villagers who are just f- afraid for being f- they're just you know what is it all we have to all we have fear of is fear itself uh, you know and that's what he's working out of that's what these peasants are like it's like you can't just be afraid well maybe you know in the past they were raped and killed and murdered and all kinds of shit but he's just like you have to summon something out of yourself or else nothing's gonna fucking work in your village like and i think that was a really interesting aspect of of his um, acting performance my favorite performance of his was Kikuchio being handed that kid fleeing that burning uh-huh. um, that burning house with, uh, right. yeah, the mother comes out. We don't know she's stabbed, but she comes out and, and then she hands Kikuchio her kid, her son, and then she collapses. And then right. uh, I think Shimada says, oh, how did she make it this far? Shit. And then, and then we see Kikuchio. We see him mm. cradling this baby, and then, and then he says, "This baby is me. This right. is just what happened to me." And right then, at the right. moment, I thought, "Oh fuck!" It all makes so much sense. The cycle, mm-hmm. violence, and that, that was—I think—that was the most, uh, the best acting I, I, I saw from him. And, and also, mm-hmm. I'm coloured. I, 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 my, my perception of him is colored because we've seen other performances from him in other movies that we've watched up to this point. Like, mm-hmm. um, right. was it The Hidden Fortress or w- which one was it where he plays the exact same fucking character? Which yeah, one was Rashomon. it? Rashomon. Rashomon. He's the same character. Yeah. He's a crazed lunatic. He's like running around. And, and I think I said the same thing. I think if we listen back to our <laughs> podcast on Rashomon, right, right, Rashomon, I think I'd be listening to myself say the same thing I'm saying right now. Just overacting. Couldn't believe it. And, yeah. and 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 then I I read some trivia. I don't know the, if this is true, but apparently he loved this role because mm-hmm. he said that this is closest to who he is is like in real life. And I said, and I thought, well, if that's the case, then well, yeah, you're acting in real life because <laughs> you're unbel- it's just completely unbelievable. Uh, no, yeah, there's no credibility there. Yeah, yeah, you're acting in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I, you know, and that's the thing. It's like I, I've heard this name so much in my lifetime over movies and Kurosawa, Mifune, they're, they're synonymous. And I feel like the best performance that I've seen him in was the more of the adventure side of The Hidden Fortress. That's where I liked him mm. the most. Remind and me, who was he again? He oh, was he was the actual samurai. Like, he, yeah, he was the samurai in Hidden Fortress where he was protecting the princess. That's right. Yeah, it was like a understated performance, but a lot of gravitas. Yeah. It's yeah. like there's like this um, uh, real thread of violence underneath the surface. Yeah. The, and that was... Yeah, I liked great. him there too. Yeah. Although, so, I, you I know, I have, to, I have to really um, temper my, what I'm saying right now because I haven't seen him in anything else. So he could have right. he could have like other movies. Evolved He's been in a shitload yeah. of movies. So yeah. I, I'm just talking yeah, about I mean, these few performances I've seen him in. We're we're babies when it comes to actually understanding Japanese cinema at all. Well, we're just getting I mean, started. Like, yeah, there, I mean, there's you know, 
Yojimbo is another one that he was in. I saw Yojimbo a long time ago. I don't remember it that much, but that's another one. And Redbeard is another one that's that he was in with Kurosawa directing. Um, there's just, I mean, you just think about that. There's so much going on in this movie. And it's so hard to summon all the things that I would want to say, mm. you know, but I mean, I, well, I've I just, just got random you, observations like those yeah, pillows, yeah. those pillows that the samurai use. They look painful uh-huh. as fuck. Did you see those <laughs> pillows they were using? There was never, there was no support for their necks. Yeah. I don't was remember that normal? the pillows. Uh, I, I mean, it's the 1580s. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. probably like, it's probably the highest, <laughs> the highest technology. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 it's yeah, like no, silly no, no, yeah. of the 1580s. Ergon- that, designed chairs. <laughs> yeah, no, there was nothing, man. They were just lucky to have anything to rest their head on. Well, I if mean, this um, if this movie was made today by a Hollywood studio, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think would be left in or taken out? If they, if they if they obviously they would make it shorter, but right. like say in but two hours, depending on the, yeah, or maybe an hour and a well, half. Well, depending on like what you're thinking about, like the Marvel movies. What is a one one of these Marvel it's movies? Three hours, is like four hours. Yeah, three, three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I think for me, I I thought when we we talked about this before too, I I think that it would be serialized. So Netflix or Hulu yeah, would go to Netflix. So so yeah. okay. So if a studio got their grubby little fucking hands on this movie and they wanted to update mm-hmm. it for modern sensibilities, you're saying that like HBO or, uh, or Hulu or Netflix that they would make it a, a series of uh, how many parts? Yeah. Like eight, uh, six, I think or it'd ten? be like a ten parter. So a ten part series. Okay. What kind and, of and it what would, would they add or take away? So then we would start going into backstories. Like we would see more about where Kikuchio came from. And then maybe what they would do is have like you know what's been happening a lot of to- a lot of shows um Mythic Quest most recently it did this and I think uh, uh Louis uh, CK's show did this these one-off episodes that seem very tangential to the plot mm. and it, uh, that um, then that where there's these characters that you've never seen before and then they're just having their story and then somehow late in later episodes Mm-mm. they it merge with start the main to, story yeah they merge I think that's what would happen with like various samurai characters like you might have like um, Kambe in some uh like outside of outside post to somewhere and he's helping some people do something or whatever and then kikuchio is like uh walking by as a young child or something like that i think they would do shit like that to say oh look at that man like he actually saw him when you know know, like you know like about movies is that you don't need to be spoon-fed you can actually uh make up your own story for these back characters in fact like my favorite character uh is kuzor He's yeah. like it's a, it's like a serious, no frills. Exactly what I think of as a, as a samurai. He, he does his fucking job, and I don't need to fucking hear about him as a baby or his trials and yeah. tribulations <laughs> in life. I don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> but I know that if it's a long series, uh, then we're gonna yeah. be hearing about it, and I just don't care. <laughs> well, it's like, it, but like, they, I think people nowadays they crave backstory. That's why we have. Well, like, there's so many like prequels and shit. Yeah, yeah. Better Call Saul being one of them. Although, no, series. don't use that as an example because Better Call Saul, I would argue right now, is some of the best, is the best written uh, television shows available. I, I would argue yeah, that so it's better than anything that's been released. It's fu- in fact, I would put it on the same level, if not better than Breaking Bad. So fight okay, me. Okay, so fight let's me say on that, Vince everyone. Gilligan, Vince Gilligan gets a hold of... The series Seven Samurai. Okay, that's where we agree. Yeah, let's let's see what Vince <laughs> Gilligan does with it. Yes, let's make him let's make him the showrunner for the yeah, Seven yeah. Samurai for a New Age, <laughs> and uh, recast like Walter White as uh, as Kambe Shimada, <laughs> and have that oh crazy God, Mexican so... guy. What's that crazy Mexican yeah, guy's yeah. name? Na- Nacho or Naco? Na- what's his name? <laughs> have him as Kiku Kikuchio. <laughs> 
Cuchillo. <laughs> you could be that guy. But you know what would be fun is just to have – I think what they would do is like get a bunch of improv comedians to be the villagers. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, something unique. Yeah, that would be a unique now take you can have going. on it. Yeah. Yo, Fuck hey, yeah. could definitely be like, I, like – <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried could be your hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those fucking buck, buck teeth. Like, Wah! They're just screaming. Uh, you know the um. Uh, I don't want to fight I don't... <laughs> the bandits. <laughs> the the only reason I propose that question is I hmm. I don't like when movies from like like this get raped. Uh huh. That's why I propose it is like if a movie studio gets a hold. Of the seven seven, although they did it, I'm sorry, Magnificent Seven. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a classic yeah. in its own right. In fact, right. that got the blessing of um, Kurosawa. They actually okay. pitched it. They, they said, "Hey, we're gonna make our Western version of this. Do we have your blessing?" Gonna... And he said, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." And that's a classic in its own right. So who am right. I to really shit all over fucking these studios? And then also, what Sam Peckinpah, the Wild Bunch, I think was. I think he was influenced by the Seven Samurai, Seven Samurai as well. Yeah, I just want to watch those movies because I haven't seen them. In I, I've been wanting to watch those movies for 25 years. I've been wanting to watch The Wild Bunch. I've been wanting to watch Magnificent Seven. Hmm. And it's like, why haven't I watched these movies? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's, it's just like, just watch them for crying out loud. We're, we're blessed with so many movies. And I know we have our own shtick or niche where we're focused exclusively on... Japanese cinema, Japanese movies and television shows, but there's so so much shit that we've missed. Yeah. Being on Earth. And the Criterion collection, I know that there are many movies there, European filmmakers, which are incredible. Right. Which, um they they're 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 timeless. You can watch them again right. and again and again. And and this is um leads me back to what I'm saying about the se- like seven samurai, the same right. shit. When there are character characterizations, uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's that's the wrong example. But just pacing, um, mm-hmm. certain acting choices, uh, directorial choices. Are they the product? They're, they're products of their time. Can I appreciate these movies without being hamstrung? by the era in which I'm watching them now. Uh, mm. I know some people, they don't suffer from that, but I think in my case, depending on the genre, like with Ikiru, mm-hmm. that's a fucking amazing, it's an amazing movie right. that still holds up. But I think when you when you enter genres like action, like The Hidden Fortress, I was like, meh, I don't remember the score I gave it, but I think I think it's just, it's just too, it's too slow. Uh-huh. Oh really? Okay, so you know that's the thing. I, th- I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not as affected by slow moving. In fact, when you're talking about uh, drawn out scenes, I, I don't remember watching Seven Samurai and feeling like anything was drawn out. No, so, I mean, I mean, if you're like this was classified as an action movie, mm-hmm. and and I, you can argue the last act is very action. Packed. packed but yeah. i'm saying i i don't find it um as enthralling engaging um i don't i'm not i'm not titillated by these these scenes i i'm and that's the fault the fault of me watching it from this time period like in 2021 and uh the fact that it's made in 1954 it's i i can't i don't like intellectualizing i don't like getting into this headspace of like oh well you know they they're only operating with the tools that they had in 1954 and uh if 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 you gave kurosawa a red um digital (laughs) some digital cameras or i'm sure he could he could make some fucking stunning movies now but but again this is intellectualizing it I'm talking about how does it make me feel? I, I don't think, I think the, the word that you're looking for is rationalizing. Maybe. Like, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. no, uh, I think well, rationalizing. Well, I get caught up sometimes because we've covered classic movies, and I think the best classic movies that I like are dramas. Well, I think also that I was, uh, wanted to jump in and just say I think it's 
the difference between what is called the Gendai Geki and the Jidai Geki. Gendai Geki mean, meaning uh, the modern drama versus the period piece. And I think well, all the movies that you're, you're having trouble with seem to be these period piece movies. The Hidden Fortress, Seven Samurai, okay. Rashomon. Okay. And it could be that, you know, be, and, and there's a specific, I think there might be a specific uh, uh, filming style or, or a theme that is not um, as prescient in as as they are in uh in the the modern dramas so it could be that's happening but also you're talking about you know emotional impact and so things from the past th these are movies made in the past about the past right so you're even further removed from what the reality of what they're filming mm -hmm. was yeah, I mean, of course, you're much closer to 1954 than you are to 1586. So, right. Well, we're closer to the advent of. Uh, oh, what was it? What was it? A good example of that is Cleopatra is closer to the invention of the iPhone than mm -hmm. she is to the construction of the pyramid. Right. Right. <laughs> That's fucked up, isn't it? Well, I I'd, I'd just like to say, like for me, the pacing, it was like a snowball effect for me. It oh, just, yeah. Yeah, it was like kind of like a building. It's if you think of it as like a tiny little speck of snow, and then it's at the top of a mountain. Yeah, and it just yeah. starts building, getting bigger and bigger and bigger and mm. bigger. But it it at certain points it takes little detours and stuff to to get to that really big snowball. But by the end of the movie, you, you're I, I mean it's like enthralling and um. And just, just like I say, like the second time I watched the first 20 or 30 minutes again, I, I was just like, wow, this is really attracting me. This is like I I really like the performances. And you know, we're talking about the um, just go back. I know we're jumping all over the place, but the, the action scenes when the villagers first protect their the their village from the from the bandits. I really like the scenes where like they have the entrance and they all have their bamboo spears and they're rushing in to block the the uh horses they let one or two in mm. and then they rush out to to stop the other right. horses i thought that was like really enthralling uh but another thing that was um that well, maybe thematically which was uh i don't know if i have the correct language here for it i, I think i wrote it somewhere in my notes but the idea that these bandits are keep keep attacking this village despite the fact that they are almost zero <laughs> like there's I know no I know way. I know yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that to me was such an interesting uh decision to have these bandits keep going in and in and, in and uh Kambe's crossing out the circles on his little piece of paper to show how many have been killed up to that point i wonder if i can find the language that i was uh searching for about that because i, I think it's really really interesting it's a really uh what was the i wish i could come up with the word plot oh, hole sorry i'm missing the word but it's not for me it's not a plot hole well there, a, there um, well, how many villages are there there are 150 villages right about yeah and they're attacked by 40 bandits Right, and then they have three guns and two guns or two muskets, right? And then and two muskets are taken from them, and so right. you're down to how many? Because he's got these, he's marking yeah. out those crosses about how many people they've, uh, these bandits they've killed, and then by the time they get down to what what was it, half a dozen or so, they yeah. keep charging, keep charging, and then keep going, and keep the, going. The, the villagers have only suffered a few casualties, not more than ten, I think. I, I don't remember, but yeah. but then. And most of the samurai are still alive. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't take a fucking genius to just say, like, oh, there's one. But these, there's, whoever these bandits are, they're fucking retards. I, there, there's something, um, self-defeating prophecy, or uh, there's, a, there's something that I, I had in my mind about it, but I can't think of the word, the phrasing that I wanted to say about it. It's like... Um, well, I, I did, I, now I'm borrowing language, but it's almost like a Greek tragedy. 
in the sense of like, you know what's going to happen and they know what's, you know, they kind of have an understanding and they're just going to keep doing what they're supposed to do to finish the story. But I mm. found it such an interesting, like a, an interesting theme to explore the idea that we're going to keep going and going and going despite the fact that we know that we're dead. And maybe that's, maybe that's what it is, is that the idea that we, we, if we retreat, we're never coming back. And if we're never coming back, maybe we don't have any way to survive. So we might as well just speaking of uh, a nihilistic, nihilistic view of of the world. And it might be sorry, it might be a product of like that warring states period where we're just going to we just this is the only life we know. We our place has already been burned down by these villagers. We have nowhere else to go. If we don't do this, we might as well just die. I don't know. But yeah, sorry. Speaking of of, uh, survive, there's like one of my favorite scenes is. You got the same three samurai who survive at the end, and mm-hmm. this right. is one quote that I like. It's like once, once more, we survive. So they've yeah. been through numerous battles. We have no idea how many, but they've been through a lot. And they're the same three guys that are left at the end. Right. And then you see, and this is my favorite shot in the whole movie. Maybe we can put right. this up on um, the blog. Um, okay. but it is a shot of the three, three, uh, right. like three guys. And they look up, they look up at this, these, these mounds. You've got like four, four mounds with like katana, four katana, yeah. uh, yeah. all like, um, coming out of the ground. And the shot to me is just a fucking chef's yeah, it, kiss of what I fucking yeah, yeah. expect from a fucking samurai movie. And they're right, just standing right. and oh it's just gosh, so yeah. beautiful. And I took a screenshot yeah. cause I'm watching I'm sorry for those uh, connoisseurs of cinema. I, I watch it on my phone in bed, <laughs> but I but I got the lights out, That's and I got my I, I got my yeah. I got my headphones in, so it's like I got I got surround sound in my headphones. I think, but yeah, but it's just a lovely. It's a beautiful shot, and then you got the farmers, and then as the as the shot lingers there, you got the the farmers like going walking past them. So right, like there's like right. this, these different yeah. layers. So now you got the farmers yeah. just like yep, we're going back to normal life. But the three are just standing there, full on, and and we're at the end. We're just left to think: what was it all for? What what did these yeah. guys get out of it? And also the guy, That's... there is no fucking happy ending to this love story. Yeah. Whatever, there's yeah. no love story. She goes back to singing the shitty song, can't sing properly. She's trying to like uh, suppress her, you know, her tears, and uh, and we don't know what's going to happen to these three samurai. But we do know that. They have survived all up until this point, and we, we, it's just left ambiguous. We don't know whether it's right. honor, valor, valor. We don't know the real motivations behind it, and that to me is what makes this a great movie. So I think I've just talked myself into really loving this movie. The, you know, the more <laughs> I talk to the talk with you about the movie, the more I like it. It's yeah, almost like a yeah. snowball effect in this conversation. One of the lines that I liked about it, like you, you, you mentioned that one, was "We've lost again." Even though they defeated everyone, Kambe's <laughs> mm. comment to mm. his comrade is, we've lost again because we didn't get anything out of this. Yeah. The villages are back to normal and we're just going to do whatever. Yeah, and I agree with that. That scene at the end with the mounds. Yeah. I, oh, no, no. The, I, think the, I think the quote you was, um, in the end, so mm-hmm. yeah, so you got the long shot that I just mentioned mm-hmm. and then uh, there is this shot of Kambe Shimada standing next to his old friend Daisuke uh, oh, Shinjiroji mm-hmm. Shinjiroji so they're both standing there and then he says in the in the end we lost this battle too yeah the victory belongs to those peasants not to us right and that's it and that's the end of the movie <laughs> and then right. you just get and then you, and then you just get this fucking what what is this you just get this <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm showing, I'm showing my shoe. co-host this yeah, yeah, <laughs> image on my it phone it says shoe the end shoe the end yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it was like what, what the fuck what about the most fucking depressing fucking ending i've ever seen to something that's so uh triumphant you know the way they yeah, you know they yeah. they win and yet it just—it's the most sour ending to to yeah, a movie. It's <laughs> it's one of the things that I find endearing about the yes, movie. Yes, me too. Is that, me too. Yeah, 
it, it's such a it's such a great way to to show the divisions that existed and the world that they live in is not one that is where it's not one where they can actually just go home and enjoy life now it's it's like no it's 1787 it, there's another 15 years of endless war it's not even like the, there's no end in sight for these guys and Kambe is just some old guy. He's just like, you know, he's he's somehow he's, yeah. he's, he's, you know. He's like the grizzled, like, the grizzled old veteran, you know. He's yeah. like, like that, that that plays a part in every action movie we know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or even act, even adventure movies, like old fucking mm. Harold, Harrison Ford having to go back and fucking steal another fucking, you know, priceless object or something. You know, it's just... It just goes on and on, and and he just wants some peace. In fact, like again, we don't know his motivations about why he did it. Right, just bored, right. maybe. I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know, there's there's there's, there's some. That, I mean, we go back and going back to Yohei for a second. With some of the comic, I, I thought were funny, not funny scenes for me. Was w- towards the beginning when the villages are a- in the town and they're searching for a samurai, and there's these three guys that they're staying with. I don't know. There's like horses. I, I don't know where the hell they are. There's some building where they can stay, and uh, they're in there. And he has this vessel of rice, and it's like their only rice that's going to be a reward for the samurai. And he he sleeps with it, and it's like a ceramic giant vessel, and he's holding it as he sleeps. And then he wakes up and he looks inside and he's like, it's all gone. And then his his uh, co-villager is like, what the hell? What do you mean? He's like, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> it it's so funny. It's tragically funny because he's like, I, and you're like, you're like, yeah, he did. His whole arms are like his whole body is holding this stupid vessel. And somehow somebody stole it right under his nose. Like, it was like those types of scenes that really... Uh, more impactful than the uh the overacting of Mifune's character but but again I, I don't want to harp on Mifune's character too much uh because there like I said before I really enjoyed a lot of the uh chemistry that he had with the villagers but um all right let's go to favorite I, characters know, okay boy oh boy Jesus Christ um Jesus Christ not in this movie but I would have to say oh that was in uh, silence the silence, yeah. Hey, man, smoke some pot with me. Okay, so I would don't say... Don't stand on my face, man. Don't stand <laughs> on my face. Don't stand on my cross, man. <laughs> yeah, man, just do your best. Bear my cross. I would have to say it would be Kambe. I'm going to have to go with Takashi Shimura. Mm. It's, it's, it's hard for me to say it, but I would have to say him i feel like he's that's the a glue. solid choice he's the glue that links everything together and he he said has such movie presence yeah his his acting style his demeanor it's so fitting for right. film uh, uh what about you seiji miyaguchi kuzo uh-huh. i like kuzo because he's the fucking john wick of this fucking period he the guy he, right. he gets shit done. He doesn't say right. shit. He just does his fucking job. Keeps his head down, and he's just a master swordsman. He's at like it seems like he's at the peak of his powers. In fact, what was the what was his reason for joining? I don't even remember <laughs> why he joined. He I just, just think he wanted up. a challenge. He just yeah, wanted a challenge. He's yeah, just yeah. tired of fucking killing people anytime he wants. So now right. <laughs> now he gets an opportunity to kill more people. He's like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm willing to uh, do what it takes, and we don't hear a lot of dialogue with him. And I no. think he is my MVP. He is someone who I want on my side anywhere, right. and I don't even have to talk to him. Just give him some fucking rice. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he doesn't even drink, so you can watch me get yeah. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a if it's a uh, what are you like a a Premier League football team, I mean. Takashi Shimura would be the captain. Kyuzo would be like the uh, killer forward. I don't uh, even know why you're making soccer references. I don't watch soccer. Because I, I, <laughs> I was watching uh, Ted Lasso last night. Oh, time. okay. Oh, Ted Lasso is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a pretty good series. I, I, I'd enjoy, I enjoyed it. 
So, so to those listeners, don't watch Seven Sunriders, but just watch Ted Lasso. It's really, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. And then A Team. Yeah, and then A Team. Yeah. Watch anything Which but does Seven not Samurai. hold up at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to say that Seven Samurai holds up way better than the A Team. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! I saw, I saw, what I, I saw A Team when I was a kid. Even I recognized what cheese was. <laughs> Cheesiness. Jesus. It was American cheese at that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what, 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 are we, what are we scoring? We're scoring out of five. Five what? What are, what are we going to use as a marker or some kind of symbol? Uh, or uh, This is used katana. It's simple. And yeah, okay. I think this, yeah, this, this okay. movie deserves just a simple... We've never used katana before, did we? I hope mm, we haven't. I don't think so. If we have, so, I apologize. Not. Okay, but, but I think katana perf- is, is perfect mm. for this movie. So how many katana out of five? You know what? After our conversations, I'm going to give it five out of f- five. Fuck! Fuck! I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. No! Fuck! We talked about this before. We had like a little pre-planned mm-hmm. meeting. And I was like, I was never mm-hmm. going to give this like a perfect score. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, had re- I had doubts. Real serious, mm-hmm. grave doubts about, about this movie. About talking about this movie. But like, like you said, mm-hmm. talking about it. <laughs> with you has <laughs> yeah. really uh, upped my estimation of of what this movie is. But you know, mm-hmm. but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back because I'm getting caught up mm-hmm. in talking to you, you know, because I've been talking to you about it. That doesn't reflect how I felt over the last couple of days after watching it. I'm not giving this a perfect score. I'm gonna give this four point okay. five katanas. Okay. Because hey man. because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to uh, disqualify, uh, invalidate my own feelings towards this movie. If it, if mm-hmm. I was going to give it a, a perfect score, then I would have felt it already. But I didn't. Mm-hmm. But talking to you mm-hmm. made me very close to giving it a perfect score. Because there are many great things about it. And like you said earlier, you were grappling with how to properly articulate your thoughts on it. Because it's very deep. You said that you, you didn't fully... You couldn't fully appreciate it, uh, but it sounds like you were you were able to get yeah. somewhat somewhat there, and you made some progress yeah. talking to me yeah. about it. Yeah, it's a movie. I I think it, it when a movie excites you to talk about, then you know, then it's like you know that's the next level. And that's where I disagree. Yeah, I think watching the movie and then after the movie, not I think it's just that feeling of like whether you hate it. Because I can, I can actually really want to talk to people with, about movies that I fucking hate. Oh, there's definitely movies I want to talk about that I hate, and I, w- I won't give them five stars. But oh, I'm sorry, that was the point. You, I thought I misunderstood. There's movies that I mean, like inspired, like wow, it's amazing, and it keeps going deeper and deeper into my brain. That's that's how I feel. So there you have it, everyone. We have talked about Seven Samurai. So uh, thank you for listening. And if you do enjoy anything uh, from what we've been saying, please leave us a review. Um, please share it with people that you think would who who else would benefit from listening to us talk shit. Then great. If you're getting any entertainment out of us, please, please share it or leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. So thank you very much for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye.